New jingle, new voices. Welcome to this special guest season of Retrain Your Brain with me, chartered psychologist Dr. Audrey Tang. In this season, I am privileged to speak to so many well-being guest experts to learn all about their field and to give you loads of practical tips and tools to live your best life. Now, my next guest is Dr. Helen McCarthy, who is the author of bestseller, How to Retrain Your Appetite. She gives seminars and lectures on the topic of weight management and intuitive eating and consults for TV and media. She and her work were featured in Channel 4's Don't Diet, Lose Weight. And so it's a pleasure to say welcome to the lounge, Dr. Helen. Hi, thank you, Audrey. Lovely to see you. In your book, How to Retrain Your Appetite, you have devised an intuitive way of eating which goes beyond conventional diets. I would love our listeners to learn a little bit more about this, please. There's lots of ways you can lose weight, but very current thing is really recognizing how hard it is to keep it off if you go on a diet you can't stick to. So what I was interested in was whether I could use everything that I knew from what was then 20 something years of psychology training and experience to to do something just apparently straightforward which was to to lose weight and keep it off a moderate amount of weight so I used myself as my first guinea pig because I wanted to lose some weight at the time and what I rapidly realized was that if the weight was going to stay off, it was going to, whatever I was doing was going to have to be sustainable. One thing that was really important to me was keeping in my favorite foods because that would, that was true for me and it would be true, I thought, for anybody. Yeah. And the other thing I really realized quickly was that a reason that I had gained weight and had continued to fail to lose it, if you like, was that I took absolutely no notice of whether I was hungry or not, and whether I was full. I ate what was on my plate until the plate was empty. And I ate when it was lunchtime, or dinner time, or breakfast time. And although eating at regular times turns out that all the research backs up the fact that eating at regular times is helpful, you can lose weight and keep it off by discovering how much to eat at each meal in order to allow you to be hungry by the next meal. The sort of the really fascinating thing to me was to realize that we all did, as when we were babies, we all ate in tune with our appetites. Yes. We all ate in tune with, if you try and f- uh, feed a baby, an infant beyond the point of being full, the food will go anywhere other than in their mouth. And I think that what has happened to many of us, me included, over the years, is we just lose touch with that system. So for for all sorts of reasons, we eat beyond the point of being full frequently. And we also eat when we're not hungry, For all, again, for all sorts of reasons. So that's what got me interested, really. And the irony of going on all these diets is it takes us further out of touch with our hunger signals. Because we take the shake in the morning or have this amount for three meals a day and you yes. need to portion your, your foods. And yes, that's that's mind blowing, actually. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's right. There are some very sound approaches to losing weight that focus on helping you not get hungry because they're trying to address people's fear of being hungry by helping them not to be. Whereas my breakthrough as somebody who was fearful of being hungry was that actually 
it was only ever mild hunger. It came and went. It was it came in phases. And it gave, I mean, something that it, it gave me, and it, it's given loads of people that I've worked with, is, is a, a real sense of freedom around food. And that, I think, in our food, our modern food environment, that is worth a lot because we are so bombarded by things that make us, that, that can easily hijack our appetite system. I have to say, one of the things I really like about your book is the message that hunger, or at least some levels of hunger, is actually a good thing. I, I didn't think it was. Uh, your book is actually really highly praised everywhere, all around the globe. But what are the key lessons that I or we need to learn when it comes to understanding um, and, and working with our appetite for good health? On my website is is a, a tool for gauging how hungry or full you are at any point. The appetite pendulum, which is what I developed to help people to to do this. So people are very welcome to to download that, stick it on their fridge if they want, or download it onto their phone just to help them tune in to whether they're hungry or not. Emotional eating is such a big thing. Is there's a whole chapter on it in my book. Is is talked about often as though it's a thing. So we eat and respond to emotions. But what I'd suggest is notice that we eat in response to particular emotions and that emotions are information that are, it's it's this, the, I describe emotions at, and I'm not the first person to do this, but it's, it's like an ancient wordless language that our bodies have to communicate with our brains about what's happening and vice versa, what's happening to us. And, and they, they've developed to keep us safe and to keep us alive. The first question is, which feeling is it? Because different feelings tell you different things. And boredom basically tells you that your nervous system is understimulated. So what you're looking for there in, in boredom is, is an extra stimulation of some point, some, some sort of something in your nervous system that will fire you up a little bit. Mm. And food can do that yes because it's exciting it's um tasty it's uh, lots and lots of sensory qualities to it it often works that's why people do it and keep doing it is because it works not because not because they're unwise in fact it's quite the opposite Le- emotional eating happens when we intelligently learn from experience we learn that eating actually helps the feeling the problem with it is that it comes with this side order of regret, frustration, self-criticism, so on, and yeah. weight gain, maybe. Yeah. So it's it's tune into it's it's discern what the feeling is, and then um, you'll see in the book: I, I, uh, boredom, anxiety, sadness, guilt. I've, I've listed several feelings mm. and described a little bit about what would directly help so with boredom what you need is something that's going to be quite a little bit stimulating listening to you I'm sort of already reprogramming some of my thinking because Mm -hmm. you are right when you talk about habits and those habits become things that we just do we're not even thinking about them so for example I might sit down and watch something on television but I have to then eat something with it I'm not hungry but yes. it's a habit. It, I that's naturally good. do that. Yes. And that's a good example. I mean, the, the thing about habits is, is central to appetite retraining because 
in order for the changes to be sustainable, as I mentioned earlier, they have to, they, they need to become automatic. Mm. So just focusing on, I mean, that's a lovely example of eating something while you're watching TV because it's become a habit. And so the, the task there is to re-sequence what happens when you sit down to watch the TV show. So it's it's particularly, the thing with TV is that it's very easy to, it only takes part of our brain to watch a lot of TV shows and our hands are free. So what people tend to find is that in order not to eat when they're watching the telly, what helps is to have something else to do that, that occupies your hands and maybe a little bit of brain space too. Do you have any tips we could use? Like sometimes I'll get hunger signals that my body is telling me I want some food, but I'm not necessarily hungry. Um, can you give us some advice on how we can cope with that? Changing the eating habits of a lifetime overnight is just about as hard as you can get. It's, it's so fundamental. But if you can just home in on the very specific things that lead you to maintain the weight that you're at, or, or to, even if it's not weight loss that you're after, even if it's just that you're feeling a bit frustrated with how you're eating or maybe a bit out of control around food. A lot of people feel a sense of not feeling comfortable around food because they they feel it controls them rather than they feeling in control of it. So for any reason, being able to just identify which specific things are you doing as as a regular thing, one-off things don't influence anything, you know, like a one-off it, it doesn't matter. A celebratory meal every now and again is not is not a problem. What is more frustrating to people and what is associated with weight gain and keeping the weight on is what we do regularly, day in, day out. Gosh, just listening to you, it reminds me of so much. I'm learning so much. I mean, what is next for you? This is it's quite it's such an incredible thing it's that you so have great. created. Thank you. As I said, I've been doing clinical psychology for 22. I've been I've been qualified for about 22 years when I started doing this, and it has given me the most enormous second lease of professional life. I'm so interested and excited about all this because there's so much really fascinating psychological research and all this. So what I'm doing now is developing workshops and training events for professionals professionals of all backgrounds so anybody whose work involves helping people change how they eat are welcome to come on these workshops I do a two-day workshop which is on the psychology of weight loss so I run that twice a year online at the moment of course and I also have developed a masterclass in helping people to overcome cravings and and I'm going to be developing one on emotional eating for later in the year so it's so exciting to train other professionals and interacting with with professionals from all disciplines means I'm continually learning from them really interesting things about their experiences of working in this area it is just so interesting and so important I think yes yes because just everything that you've said is thing it's, it's things that make they make so much sense and yet every diet and I have looked at many of them mm. they don't talk about this and no. they almost expect you to to change 
who you are, which I don't think that's that's possible. But what you're work. saying is just gradual. Yes. And then you can become that person who yes. is able to just listen to their body. Now, where do we sign up? Where do we, right. where do we right. find you? My book is available in, it's in paperback and it's on, it's available in Kindle as well. So you can, you can get the book, which is called How to Retrain Your Appetite in the big bookshops and websites. And of course it's on Amazon. You can have a look at my website which is the appetitedoctor.co.uk and there's various things on there including the appetite pendulum and it explains a little bit about that the book is a very practical self-help how to do this step by step so um it's it's intended for anybody to read that's interested in changing how they eat thank you so much for your time dr helen it's just been such a pleasure to learn from you it's a pleasure And that's all we have time for. But if you'd like to find out more, do go to my website, which is www.draudreyt.com and check out my articles, which give you practical tools to live your best life. Or you can go to my YouTube channel, which is Dr. Audrey Tang, Tools to Thrive.